Stephen Grotes on SAFM. Well, other issues this week, and one of the things that happened that we really wanted to pay some attention to yesterday, but of course the explosion in Joburg really did change things, was the signing into law by President Cyril Ramaphosa on t- on uh, Wednesday now that made sign language our official twelfth national language. We're only the fourth country in Africa to recognise sign language as an official language. The executive head of languages at PanSalb is Julius Dantile. Julius, uh, good morning and thanks for your time. Uh, morning, Stephen. Morning to the uh, SA um, listeners. It's a really important moment, and I think what was also important was that there was no opposition to this. I mean, how could there be opposition to this? But it seemed, just watching the signing ceremony, so many people, young people as well, coming together to celebrate. It's a big moment for this community. Um, definitely, um, um, Stephen. It is a, um, a huge commitment uh, by the state to um, really open up uh, for the deaf uh, community um, in all socioeconomic um, aspects of um, um, life because for them it is not a matter of choice um, to be able to communicate. It is a a matter of um, survival. So to make it official uh, makes an obligation the organs of state to take cognizance of the responsibility of bringing those who were excluded uh, for a while into the mainstream uh, socioeconomic uh, perspective um, of um, life in South Africa. I presume it also puts certain obligations on government. So while it won't affect uh, documents and things like that, at any kind of live government event where someone is speaking, there must be, uh, you know, like uh, documents have to be made available in all 11 languages. I presume the same must now apply if there's a public event and someone's speaking or there's maybe even a public consultation moment or something. Would that require government to provide a sign language interpreter there? Yes, it will require um, government to provide a sign language interpreter um, when uh, there is um, a, 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 a person or people or group of people in the audience. And we want to emphasize um, this, um, um, Stephen, and also to government as Pan South African Language Board, that let's study or research the audience so that we can prepare accordingly and provide the languages that are required accordingly. It is an insult to the deaf community and to the deaf people to have an interpreter while there's no one in the audience who Mm. is um, deaf. Then that creates an environment of lip service. You are doing it for the sake of compliance. Mm. We should not not be doing this um, for the sake of compliance. We must be doing it for the sake of making sure that we provide the service to the relevant people Mm. at the relevant time. And that also will then uh, make sure that resources are efficiently and effectively utilized. And we have observed this, that that kind of a behavior to say, um, no, we will provide um, um, a particular kind of interpretation or be sign language or be other documents. But then you see that um, because the audience was not properly analyzed, Mm. certain documents that are in certain languages are then left there. A typical Mm. example, the Constitution does talk about practicality and context. 
Mm. We should always look at regional circumstances. You can't take a crucial document um, and then say you are going to um, mm. um, a, a Vember district and have a, a, a interpreted like mm. a, a translated document in the course. So it is with the sign language. It should be treated equitable. Mm. Um, it should not be about saying we showcase that you are doing it. We should mm. be about providing the service to the people when they need it where it's needed. Julius, thank you. Julius Dantile is the Executive Head of Languages at Pan Saob. That's an important moment for a big community in our country.